Hello, my name is Ikiwa Ire. I am the founder of Our Ancestries. And what we do is we write children's books on African history. If you would like to learn about Queen Edia of the Benin Kingdom, Imhotep of ancient Egypt, Empire, or Injinga of Ndogo and Mantama, visit us on our website, our-ancestories.com. From there, you can get all of these amazing books. They come with lesson plans, free lesson plans, workbooks, and even teacher guides. Um, yes, <laughs> so that's the end. This is on our website to get these amazing books. Uh, you are now listening to Rebuke. This is Marcus. You now listen to Rebuke Podcast. Now, this is episode 58, and I'm quite sure you enjoy this episode. Um, before I go into the episode and into our guests, um, I'd like to thank everyone for continuously supporting my podcast and asking me if I'm, if I'm still doing it. You know, it's been hard this past few months. Especially during the pan- during the pandemic, it seems like everybody has a podcast, and nobody wants to hear anything about educational or it's insp- inspirational. They want to hear about dating and, and and junk. But it's good to know that there are some people out there that still want to hear substance, and that's what my podcast is all about: substance and educating the black community and ensuring that you know we don't make the same mistakes that our. our our ancestors and our forefathers did, and we, we, we and we uh, accomplished the, the ultimate goal, which is generational wealth. Um, let's go ahead and go into the episode where I, um, and everybody knows I'm very good. Um, I'm very um, into African history and African American history, and and you know, in most of my stories, I find on online, and I noticed this is pretty dope. I'm going to order, order this stuff myself. Um, I have a little niece and she's into reading and she likes to read a lot and I bought her several books you know, especially Representation Matters. So I bought her books that you know, reflect who she is, a black girl. But I ran across this page that happens to be very you know, very representative uh, represent you know represents us well and it educates us at the same time and I reached out to this young woman and we're here today and we're about to get into episode 58 called our ancestors and so stories and stories my bad <laughs> teaching our history it's kind of that's a tongue tie for there yeah. right there um I, and I, our guest today is Miss Ira. How are you doing, Miss Ira? I am good, Marcus. Thank you for having me. So we're 
glad to have you on the show. And yes. um, I, I noticed the the, the 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 uniqueness of your first name. That's why I didn't say the, the first name, but I'm saying the last name throughout the show because I, I do not want to butcher it. So I read your bio. I heard here you are Nigerian and ca- Canadian. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I am Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria. Um, I moved to Canada in 2007. Um, the tribe that I am from in Nigeria is the Benin tribe, which is part of Edo State. Um, I've been in Canada for about 20 years. And um, initially, I was, I was, I'm happy in Canada. Canada is a great place to live, by the way, especially as an immigrant. But um, it was when I started to have kids that um, I realized that there wasn't anything like when I grew up in Nigeria, um, my history and my culture, and my heritage grew up with me. It was it didn't need to be taught to me. I was surrounded by by stories and folktales and pride in where I came from. And my kids growing up here didn't have that. And that was what got my um, wheels churning. And um, yeah, that was how I started my business. But I'll leave it at that because I see you're going to ask me some more questions about that later on. Well, yeah, you went into question two already. (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) So, but what, but what were you doing before you started your company? I am, I still am a data analyst. So I work with numbers. I work in IT. I've done that. um, And I still do that. I have a passion for numbers. I am a tech guru. um, And I just, it's not the company um, though making money is the goal and it'd be great to make money, um, it's not something that I would want to um, do something that I'm not comfortable with in order to make money. Um, so I kept my day job in order to be able to run this business in the way that I wanted to run it. For example, um, when I wrote my first book, when I had my first manuscript, I did what a lot of people who want to write a book do. They, I was sending my books to different agents and different editors to see if anyone would um, want to publish it for me because publishing a book costs a lot of money. But the feedback that I was getting regarding what needed to be changed in the book I wasn't comfortable with it. There was a lot of feedback regarding um, this is a bit too heavy for kids. Um, You're talking about African history and war and tribal marks. And I don't think that kids need to hear about this. And I, I asked myself, what is the difference between tribal marks and tattoos? Like it's African Africans have tribal marks as part of our culture. And I don't want to change my story. And so because I kept my day job, I was able to self-publish my books the way I wanted to. Okay, that's great. That's great. All right. We're going to go to the next question. Um, I think you touched on it. What made you want to start your book company that focuses on Af- African history? You told me about your children. Is is there anything else that, wanted, that sparked you to... Um, yeah, I don't know if the parents, if there are any parents that listen to your podcast, they may have heard of the series um, Little People, Big Dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, they have books on so many characters in history, such as um, 
of course, the Martin Luther Kings and the Rosa Parks and um, my favorite, um, what's, what's my girl's name, Maya Angelou. And using these books and teaching my kids about Black history in a way that's relatable to them. And honestly, I if if they had just written a book about any of these African characters, I would never have started my company. And I searched for books like these on African characters and I couldn't. And so I decided to make a book. My books try to mimic the Little People Big Dreams books, but these are for characters in African history. Because though a lot of the literature, kids' literature on history in um, North America starts with civil rights, um, especially for Black people, our history does not start there. And so we need to give kids the full story. I'm glad you said that because I'm tired of, you know, even when I was growing up, um, that's where we start. We were slaves and then civil rights. Mm-hmm. What about before that? And yeah. if you do your research, the knowledge and the and the, the you know the, the the full spectrum spectrum of Africa is so in depth. It, you you have to take probably two three years of uh, college courses to to get that down. You know, starting from East Africa, you know, ancient Kemet and, you know, Kushites and all that. Then you go all the way up to the West. Yeah. So and going down south with the Zulu. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Africa is, 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 is very vast and it's, and it's, it's very complex. It's not just simple. Yeah. Um, now, you, you kind of touched on this. I, I want to um, now before you go going any further. Tell everybody the name of your your company. I don't think nobody heard. It's our ancestries. So it's a play on words. Our ancestor. I'm trying to tell the stories of our ancestors. So the publishing company is called Our Ancestries. Okay, great, great. Now, since everybody knows what's the name of the company, what have you noticed since you have launched your company? The positive and the negative. Now you you kind of touched on the negative that it was too deep and stuff, which I don't I don't I totally dis- disagree. I think we need to get deeper than that. If we can go to the the, the Atlantic Ocean deep, that's that's fine with me. Because mm-hmm. kids needs to kids we kids need to know. Um, we need to know um, what happened and what we were before then. So give us. The positives and the negative. Let's start with the the. the I don't want to end with a negative note. So let's start with the negatives first, and then give me the positive uh, aspects since you launched your company. Well, the negative, like I touched on, there is a cons- there is a belief amongst most people, especially regarding African history that it is too deep or that it is too heavy. And that is um, what I try to overcome in my books. And one of the reasons it comes across as too heavy is because African culture itself is new to even adults, even teachers, even me and you, like it's not new to me, but it's new to most North Americans. So not only are we teaching a whole new culture where they're dressing completely different, 
the names are tongue twisters everywhere you go. Um, it's a whole um, different time. So um, the books are super niche. I tried my best to make it mainstream. When I started this company, I wanted um, the characters in African history to be as loved as the Elsas and the Peppa Pigs of this world. Um, maybe it will get there one day, but as of now, I don't know that the world is ready to fall in love with African history in the way that I would have envisioned when I launched the company. Okay, okay, okay. I think saying this off the record, I well, on the record, excuse me. I <laughs> think you're going in the right direction. I think you should start off small and, and, and gradually go up. But that's just me. I'm not I'm not the not the company, but that's just me. Now here's what the positives. Here was the positives. Oh my God. Almost every day I receive the most enthusiastic messages from readers of my books. Not only do people tell me their kids loved it. They say, I am an adult and I did not know this stuff. This is my ancestor. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for doing this. And it's a super niche market, but for that niche market, these books are super impactful and it makes this whole company extremely worthwhile. And the books have been recognized. When I wrote the book, um, my first ever children's book, I'd never written a children's book before. Um, I didn't think that I would become an award-winning or best-selling author on Amazon, but it the first book won like four awards. It became a best-seller Schools, teachers love the books. I didn't think that it would make it into schools, but they made it into schools. Homeschoolers love the books. And I think I'm touching into some of your future questions. Yeah, yes, you are. (laughs) (laughs) You're so so excited. (laughs) So that's that's something that I wasn't expecting um, when I got the book, when when I started the company. Okay, great. All right. That's we got tackled that. Now you touched on other questions. Now you got me scrambling. Uh, um so you you said that schools have purchased your books. What type of school? Is it elementary, middle school, high school? Tell us very interestingly, it started off with elementary schools. Um, so elementary schools, they buy it for the class. I present the books to the school. They love the lesson plans that go with the schools. Um, the school, I'm very busy in February as everybody that is black and has a business is in February. Um, but interestingly, um, this last February, I had two high schools reach out to me. And I presented the books to high schools as well. And it was, they loved it because this is not information that is common knowledge. So the fact that I'm saying that um, adults reach out to me and say, I bought this book. I don't have a kid, but I bought this book for myself and I learned from it. That is what goes into high schoolers enjoying the books as well, because they don't have any pre-knowledge of African history. And so these books are a stepping stone for them as well in learning about this history that they have never heard from, heard about before. Um, even teachers have reached out to me. So I've presented to like teacher classes, teaching teachers how to use these books in their classes. So it's been a big hit in the educational world. Okay. Uh you touched on something. This question is not on the list. 
but how you say that um, we don't have any prior education or knowledge of Africa and I don't know you have been following this but over the past year two years a lot of drama a lot of news about critical race theory and all this other stuff basically made up mumbo jumbo to prevent certain demographic let's let's use quote put in quotes demographic from allowing their kids to learn their past transgressions on minorities how do you feel about that is that you think that's the reason why uh, especially in uh, on this side on this side uh, you know North America and maybe South America I don't know I don't have no context with South America but I can speak for North America do you feel that's the reason why um, you, you, you you having a hard time I'm not saying hard time but it's taking a slow it's slow gradually going in that way because people don't want to learn they, they kids to learn that no I don't think it's because of critical race theory why I think these books the the target market for these books is actually in my initial target market wasn't the school so every school sale that I see and the um, response that I've gotten from most educational institutions have been positive and overwhelmingly um, they've been great like it's from the schools that have approached me it's been my my brand has been or my company has been a success. Um, I just think in general, if um, parents are looking at a set of books and there is a set of Disney books, there's some on um, there's some more fun books. Um, it's not going to be natural for a parent to want to pick up a book on African history. It's just, I don't know, they don't know what it's about. It's just not natural for them to do that. Um, to your question about critical race theory. Or, I mean, just, I mean, I, I think critical race, the race theory is taught in high, I mean, in, on a college level. I it guess, could, I, I, I guess. Earlier. I think that it could start earlier. Yeah, I me, know too. Me, too, me, me too, but it, I think, I kind of dress it up so it can be a little bit nice. Do you think because uh, of racism, that's why we can't have the classes like stuff like you are trying to portray and, and, and stuff like that? I think so. I think it's I think it's racism. I don't see why teaching African history or even black history exactly as it happened should be an issue. If we can teach kids that um, a million years ago, there was a garden and everything was perfect. And because of our ancestors, someone ate an apple and now we are now filled with sin for the rest of our lives. And we're going to suffer and suffer because of what our ancestors did in the Garden of Eden. Why can't we teach about slavery and colonialism and things that real things that happened? Um, so it's the double standard between what is taught regarding uh, a religion that benefits a certain group of people versus um, the truth that benefits another group of people. Preach, sister, preach. <laughs> 
Now, I, I looked on your website and I like this. I really like this. Tell us about this African history workbook. Tell me what, what it was all about. Yes. So when I started this company, I, I wrote book one and it was such a success. And everybody said, write more, write more. And I said, sure, I'll write more. And if you Google it, you would see that I was actually, I often quoted saying I was going to write a hundred books on African history <laughs> because there's so many characters in African history and I want to write a book on every single one of them. And I wrote book two and I wrote book three and I was on book four and I'm like, oh my God, I can't keep doing this. It's a lot. And I decided to create because these books they're good, but they don't touch on the full truth of what happened from the beginning mm-hmm. all the way to the end. Um, I wanted to start from like the very first humans where they were found and then explore the now civilization and then explore all of the different civilizations in Africa and then go into the diaspora and Africans in each region, how they did what they did. And I think that if Africans in the diaspora, if kids in the diaspora or uh, all African kids have a knowledge of how we are all connected from an early age, when we grow up, we can maybe achieve the unity that everybody keeps screaming that we need to achieve. So that is the goal of the um, workbook. Um, it's, digi- it's a digital workbook and it's it's $10. And um, the families that have pr- purchased it, they love it. It's it's not because um, I'm, I'm a mom and my, my children are on workbooks all day. And that was where I got the idea. But the workbook is not to teach kids African history in one year. It's just one workbook that is to cover the depth of African history so that you don't have to send your kids to a special African history class or, or something along those lines. So uh, like maybe once a week you do a page and it's, it's very, it's, 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 it's makes the information as simple as possible. And it gives them the information in little tiny tidbits of it, um, so that it's not overwhelming is the goal of that workbook. Great. Now is the workbook and the lesson plans totally different or the same? Yes, the workbook is different. So the workbook is covering African history to the depth that um, I think that I want parents to, once you buy this workbook and your kids work through it, your kids should have a general understanding of what the Nile Valley was or um, what the Mali Empire was, who were the major players there. Each of my books come with lesson plans that you can use to further reinforce the culture and the person that is talked about in each of the books. So I have four books now, and each of those four books have lesson plans that come with them. Great. Okay, okay, okay. Um, is Are we able to provide suggestions for ex- new books, like maybe Shaka Zulu or yes. <laughs> maybe... Uh, the the lost history of Sudan. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just throwing ideas out there. I I had two books out, and I was I had two books on two female characters, Queen Idia of Benin and Queen Jinga. And I I knew I needed to write two more on male characters, and I was just researching lightly. I had Shaka Zulu in mind, interestingly. And um, someone messaged me on Instagram and they said, have you heard of Imhotep? I said, who's that? And um, I, I read up on him and that his that person, that random person's suggestion on Instagram 
got me down the rabbit hole for book three. And I so suggestions, I'll ponder on it. And maybe in two, three years, you would hear, you would see that I've launched the book on the on Sudan. <laughs> uh, okay. Mana Musa, the richest man alive. <laughs> that would be a good one, too. Um, I'm going to ask this question. What, what impact do you want your company to have in the black community? Or and what impact you want your company to have internationally? Why internationally? The one simple sentence is: I want to make African history and characters of African history mainstream. Um, when I hear people throwing around, when I when my kids say, "Oh, I want to be a queen like Queen Elizabeth," "Oh, I want to be a, a great fighter like Julius Caesar," I want to give black people people. <laughs> Yeah, I want to give black people, people in our own community, people in our own history to refer to, not just for schoolwork, but for everyday life. I want them to fall in love genuinely with these characters. And that's really what I'm looking to achieve with these books. I want like it happens like even with my own kids. Um, My daughter was learning about statues the other day and everyone, people raised their hands up and they were talking about um uh, the Eiffel, not the, it's not the, which one is it? The one in New York, uh, a Statue of Liberty. The Statue of Liberty. And my daughter, she she tells me I raised my hand up and I mentioned the Queen Idia statue. That's a statue, right? I'm like, yes, that's a statue. So I want us to to just know innately about who we are and where we come from in a way that is not academic, not too academic. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> um, here's my last question tip for you. What is your plan for your the company for the next five, 10 years? Do you want to retire d- data management and do this full time? Do you want to be on <laughs> Oprah and in front of her? Uh, Oprah would be nice. Oprah, call uh, me. What is, <laughs> so what is your, what is your, your, your plan for the next five years? I have four books now, which is pretty cool. Um, I I would love in the next few years to actually translate these books into a lot of languages because a lot of Africans in the diaspora do not all speak English. So that's my next immediate goal to translate into French, Arabic, and as many languages as possible. I also want to try to write um, more books that are less because my books are there's a lot of information in them even for a four-year-old or a six-year-old i want to try to write more dumbed down books um about african history um that maybe a father could read to a baby a book along the lines of like good night moon with less words but still connected to our heritage and our culture um and that's it i'm just gonna keep writing i do love i do love my day job i don't know that i'm gonna quit that anytime soon but i'm not gonna stop writing either (laughs) great um that's all i have for the show my my lasting comments for you is that um um miss ira uh, you are doing exceptional work you're doing an exceptional job Keep up the good work because we do need to be educated about our our ancestors that have made a great impact on us in the in the past, in present, and 
the future. Uh, I, I wish you the best. I wish you that you will, you make hundreds of books about hundreds of um, Africans that we don't know about and that we can also one day go into libraries or have our own personal libraries at our houses and teach our kids about our ancestors that were, that we were removed from about 14, 15 um, generations ago. So keep up the good work. And I thank you for coming on the show and, and telling us about your company and how it's going to impact the black community. Um, for having me. It was a pleasure meeting you and I wish you the same. You're doing a great job too with your podcast and um, I wish both of us growth. (laughs) Right, right, right. So everyone, this is the end of my show, but you always know, you already know what, uh, what, before I leave, I always say what this, I, I say my famous saying that is knowledge is power. Economic freedom is salvation. If you put the two together, we can build a great nation. Now, this is Marcus with Rebuke Podcast, and we'll be talking to you soon. Peace.